0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is the Big Ten Show, brought to you by Bookmaker. Check them out online today at bookmaker.eu. For all the lines, for all the games, check out our friends at bookmaker.eu. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show, brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, jacobsonseed.com. He's the almost famous Adam Carriker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Welcome into another edition of the program. You can find us on Valley Stadium, of course 97.3 The Ticket, Sports Illustrated, YouTube, iTunes and Spotify. Another great game of, of uh, another great set of games this weekend, Adam. We're going to get to those in just a little bit. But first man, you and I were talking about this the other day. It came across my radar yesterday and I wanted to bring it up right out the gate. We talked about the job that we had seen the interim Northwestern head football coach do. And the fact that Northwestern had won as many games as they did was remarkable considering where they were prior to the season with everything off the field going on. And David Braun was a DC at North Dakota State, gets sort of thrust in to the the ranks as the head coach. He was just hired in January as the defensive coordinator. He's the first Northwestern coach to win five games in his first season since – Walter McCormick in 1903. Congratulations to David Braun. What'd you make of Northwestern taking off the interim tag?
0: Well, a couple things real quick. 93.7. Sorry,
1: 93.7. My bad. And not
0: I want p- to pat our own backs just a little bit. Okay. If you find folks notice, the show keeps growing. It was YouTube, podcast platforms, 93.7, which is phenomenal. Then it was Bally's. And then people got mad because we were bashing Ohio State. Now they're having fun at our expense because apparently we were wrong, at least to this point. Now it's stadium. So I just want to give a shout-out to everybody who supports this show. We appreciate it. And let's keep doing our thing. Now, as far as your question, dude, I think it was an easy decision. I mean, Northwestern had no business. They won one game a year ago with their most prominent player, alum, head coach they've ever had. Now, dude, I got them winning seven. I got them winning the last two games. I really do. Okay, I know they're dogs to Purdue. Okay, but I think they're going to beat Purdue. And I think they're going to beat Illinois with the S is silent. And somehow they're going to win seven games this year when they have no business really winning any. So this was an easy slam dunk, no-brainer call. Because who else is going to take this job? Oh my God, we've actually got a good coach. You can do it. Let's lock him down now.
1: Yeah, man, he's 5-5 five and five overall, 3-4 and four in the Big Ten. And as we mentioned, the first Northwestern head coach to win five games in his first season since 1903. And I know Adam and I... And rightfully so, when you're looking at the off-the-field stuff and then everything that was occurring with with uh, the program, that you would think, wow, this team wasn't one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten anyways, and everything else that came from off-the-field stuff with Pat Fitzgerald being fired, they were bottom of our of our uh, power rankings there to start the season. They just kept climbing, 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 and big ups to David Braun uh, being promoted from interim coach to permanent head coach there at Northwestern. Have you ever watched Impractical Jokers? yeah.
0: Dude, there's a there's an episode. I think it's Murr and Q are doing a presentation as a group. And I think it's before Joe left. Joe and Sal are like making them do big ups to, to the group that they're presented to, like they're idiots. But this is a legit big ups to David Braun.
1: Absolutely, man. It it is a big up, and, and congratulations to him on that. Now, on the flip side of things, I have some some bad news, some sad news. Um, and this is because if you think about the Iowa football team, there's one player that has been more electrifying than anyone else and that's Cooper DeJean and he is out for the rest of the season um had a lower leg injury during practice will miss the rest of the year uh Hawkeyes head coach Kirk Ferentz announced that earlier this week he 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 was you know huge for the success of that defense special teams um and and Ferentz said in a statement this is truly heartbreaking for Cooper he has played extremely well and is a real playmaker on our team We will all support Cooper during his recovery, which will continue into the new year. Uh, So this one, considering where Iowa is and what they have to play for with an opportunity to get to the Big Ten title game, how much do you think uh, the injury will affect Hawkeye's chances of actually making the Big Ten title game?
0: So, first of all, I, I take jabs at Iowa football all the time. Not really football, just their offense and the and the blatant D1 daddy ball. That's all in the past now. Well, not, not technically just yet, but you get my point. Once baby Ferrance is out the door, then it's officially in the past. But I've actually got a lot of respect for their defense, their special teams. I even said Kirk Ferrance might be up for my Big Ten Coach of the Year award. Okay, I do detract that, by the way. It's also his fault that the offense sucks because he brought his son back. But I digress. When it comes to this, dude, I was legit sad. Like, I love rooting for Cooper. He's a legit good player. He's going to be an NFL player one day. He's one of the best players in college football. So I'm this legit, like, made me sad. I wish him nothing but a speedy recovery. And I hope he comes back bigger, bigger, better, stronger, faster than ever. Now, how, as far as how it affects Iowa, it's big. It's big. This dude was their punt returner, their kick returner. Okay, let's be honest. If they were going to score any points on offense, it was all based on special teams. Maybe him doing something spectacular. Okay, this affects their defense as well—a uh, defense that they obviously heavily rely on with their struggling offense. So it's made me sad. I got nothing but love for him. Wish him the best. Uh, I no longer think they're going to win their last two games. I think he's the difference between going two and zero these last two games and one and one. And if you want a hint as to who I think they're going to lose to,
1: <clears throat>
0: I have them beating Illinois this week. So you can figure out who I think they're going to lose to.
1: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting <laughs> game there. Uh, I, I I will favor Iowa, but I wouldn't be shocked if if Nebraska won that game. It's been an up-and-down season. Even though they have all those wins, from a game-to-game standpoint, you really don't know what you're going to get from Iowa. Before we get to the games, and we're going to talk a little bit about the, the buyouts in college football because I think it's, it's crazy what's happening and what potentially could be sort of a landscape change in how contracts are done. I wanted to let you know the latest uh, Heisman odds. Uh, and see see who you're going with. Uh, we had sort of a a change of, of the guard, uh, if you will, as Bo Nix is now the odds-on favorite at Oregon, future Big Tenner. Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., future Big Ten team, is plus 370. Louisiana State uh, quarterback, LSU quarterback Jaden uh, Daniels is also same odds as Michael Penix Jr., plus 370. Ohio State uh, wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., is fourth on that list at plus 600. And then there's a big drop-off where you got guys like Carson Beck and Jalen Milrow and Jordan Travis and J.J. McCarthy. The odds really, unless the other four have really bad endings and one of those guys has a spectacular conclusion, it's probably going to be Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels, and Marvin Harrison Jr. invited, if they go with four, to New York. So if you had to pick today, are you going with Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, or Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr.?
0: So, uh, first of all, I can't give it to Bo Nix because he's a really good college quarterback, but he is he is part of a machine that is really well built. He's not like Michael Penix Jr. where he's driving the freaking machine by himself. I don't want to say by himself, but he's driving it. So Bo Nix deserves out of those four to be included and maybe go to New York, depending on how this season ends up. I got no problem with that, but I got him fourth out of those four. To me, it's honestly Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix Jr. The biggest thing that hurts Michael Penix is the two games where he was sick and he frankly played terrible and Washington barely won against bad teams in Stanford and Arizona State. Now, it really comes down to how much are you going to punish him for being sick in those games? He wasn't even allowed to be around his teammates up until the game. That's how bad it was. So for me, if LSU as a team could just play any defense at all, Jaden Daniels is my Heisman favorite. But the fact that they lose every big game they're in seemingly hurts him. I would have it Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels. But here's what's going to happen. Marvin Harrison Jr., can leapfrog to the top of this list. If he has a big game versus Michigan and they're probably going to beat whoever they beat in the big 10 championship game. If he has a big game and he's the difference, like he was when they played Penn state, he's going to leapfrog to the top of that list. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I'd like to see Marvin Harrison junior win. I think he's the best player of those guys. Like at his position, I think he's the best. I still think it's probably going to be Bo Nix. I think Oregon um, (laughs) is going to have some really big, I, I think he's going to have really big numbers and they, they may end up losing to Washington, and I don't think that in you know Pac-12 title game, and I don't think that that matters. Honestly, I think it's going to no, be about dude, that game's
0: huge. That game's it's, huge. The winner of that game is going to leapfrog the other person, Phoenix Junior and Bo Nix.
1: Okay, all right. I, I, I think it's I huge. Think he's such a big favorite right now, man. At minus one ten to, to plus three seventy, I think they know stuff out there. I, I would, I would they go with stuff. Bo Nix. I love that argument. They know stuff. They know stuff, <laughs> man. And I, I, I like Marvin Harrison Jr. as my Heisman winner, but. He ain't gonna win. Wide receivers rarely win that. Um, well, you know, we Alabama saw, just like, had a couple of years ago. Javante Smith, yeah, but usually you don't see wide receivers yeah. win that award, right? It was, like, was it Desmond
0: Howard before that? Like ninety-one, oh, yeah. the last time a receiver won. It I might have been, and, and it's and it's it's, so. it's
1: rarely running backs anymore. It's it's a quarterback-centric award, usually on one of the best teams in the country. So I'm gonna go Bo Nix. Uh, I love your argument. They know
0: stuff. So know my stuff. son has a tendency. This is his argument half the time. Well, I'm just saying, well, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, I'm like, so you said words and you think you're right.
1: It's the, right. I said
0: words argument. So it's, they know stuff
1: argument. I like that. They know <laughs> stuff, man. They know stuff. He's Adam character. He knows stuff. I'm Jeff turn. I don't know stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the big 10 show brought to you by Jacobson seed company, JacobsonSeed.com. seed.com. You're healthy hybrid advantage. All right, man, let's get to the games this weekend. And I, I want to start with Michigan. Uh, we're going to leave all the off the field stuff for off the field. We're just going to talk about the game. Michigan is an 18 and a half point favorite, total 50 and a half. They're on the road against Maryland. Second straight week, Michigan goes on the road. Maryland now six and four, ready bowl eligible. Michigan trying to stay in the college football playoff at 10 and 0. Who you got and why?
0: Well, first of all, the weekend before Thanksgiving is always a slate of god awful games in college football. It's when the SEC teams basically schedule their second bye week, a.k.a. the game versus Citadel or something. Right. Okay, and everyone's loading up for their their rivalry games. So these right. weekends, I'm not even going to pretend there's great games to watch this weekend, even in the Big Ten. I'm not going to lie to the fine folks at home. So real quick, I do think this Michigan game could be interesting because a lot of times we'll talk about a hangover game. They just sure. had a big win on the road, emotional with the Harbaugh suspension at Penn State. Then sometimes we'll talk about the look-ahead game. They got Ohio State, the biggest game of the year. The, the, are they still number one in the CFP? I guess Georgia leapfrogged them. Georgia right leapfrogged them, yep. yep. Yeah. Okay, What the team has been number one for most of the year in the CFP rankings anyways. Okay, coming up, the game. This is not only a hangover game. It's a look-ahead game. And you know what that means, Jeff? Nothing. You want to know why? Because they're pissed. They're pissed about everything that's going on with Harbaugh, and that wipes it all away. They're a 19-point favorite, and I got just about everybody covering with maybe maybe one exception of an upset I talked about earlier. I got Northwestern upset in Purdue, if, if that's really an upset. So I got Michigan, and I got them by three scores and covering the 19 points because they're pissed.
1: Yeah, and you saw in that second half last week against Penn State, they did not throw the ball one time. They ran every single time, and I think they're awesome. going to have a lot of success that running the awesome. football. Dude. Running- that, dude,
0: that's a hardball offense right there. Okay, you remember watching him at Stanford? He basically just had Andrew Luck, and yet they were a top five team more often than not. They would just power right, power left, O linemen at tight ends. Then they'd overload right, overload left. Guess what they did at the freaking Niners? Because I got to face it. Dude, it was the same freaking thing. It was brutal. It's the most physical game I've ever been a part of in my life when we played the Harbaugh coach Niners. And then they ended up going to the Super Bowl, I think, the following year. And now he's doing it at Michigan just with more talent than he ever had at Stanford.
1: Yeah, man. It's going to be, uh, I think, a game where the physicality of Michigan really wears down Maryland in that game. I don't really give Maryland any shot in that one. Interesting one between Penn State and Rutgers. An 8-2 and two Penn State team coming off that loss last week to Michigan takes on Rutgers, who's 6-4. and four. God, man, I'm shocked that this line is 20 and a half because I watched Penn State last week. I don't know that they're going to score 21 points against Rutgers. Like I it just Rutgers has had a top 20 defense this year, top 25 defense at times. And I just I have no confidence in Penn State being able to throw the ball down the field, um, separate from a point standpoint. I I got it a close one, um, and I'll take uh Rutgers. You know a 20 point underdog. I'm taking Rutgers. Hope you, you heard that winning,
0: winning outright, not the points winning outright. Is that correct?
1: Winning outright.
0: Wow. You know what I love about this show? So many things. We rarely agree. It's 100 percent, not a setup. Like, I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. In fact, wasn't the headline of one of our shows? We don't do the headlines to our shows. Believe us. One of, the, one of the headlines to one of our shows like three weeks ago, Jeff and Adam actually agreed on something. I think that was in the headline. Like, it's legit. We don't agree. It's 100% legit. We're both uh, somewhat average intelligence to slightly below average intelligence. If you add us together, then that makes us somewhat above average intelligence. I love that, though, because I've got the complete opposite. All right, last week was a historic low over under going into the game of 27 and a half points. I've never seen an over-under that low, and it still wasn't low enough. Iowa and Rutgers combined for 22 total points. That was crazy. All right, Penn State, I got them winning by three TDs. Okay, now they – all right, Rutgers lost to Iowa 22-0.
1: And I'm picking them to win as a 21-point underdog.
0: Yes, I I love it, though. I love that, okay, because this is a game where I'm picking Penn State big But I also wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't big. I don't know. It's just what I'm rolling with. Okay, so Rutgers loses to Iowa 22-0. Penn State beats Iowa 38-0. So, of course, you know, that's how college football works. Of course, uh, Penn State's going to win by three touchdowns. What are my other notes here? Uh, Oh, they held Iowa to three points in the first half, 19 in the second half. And I think this is what swayed me. Rutgers was outgained by Iowa, by freaking Iowa. Okay, Iowa had 402 total yards. Rutgers had 127 what that's why I think that's what swayed me towards Penn State and three three TDs
1: yeah uh that one's gonna be I think a slugfest because uh that Penn State defense is really good um mm-hmm. because these two teams are three and seven I'm not letting you break down any of the game and neither am I you just have to make a pick <laughs> Michigan State or Ind- I don't want to be disrespectful I don't want to be I don't want to be disrespectful and skip over it but I'm not letting us talk about it any more than a pick I'm taking Indiana at home
0: Dude, you skip over games all the time. <laughs> it's what we do here. All right, here's, the, here's all I wrote. I, no, just wrote, who's I the don't worst? want to hear
1: what you wrote. Pick a it's team. A don't care what you wrote.
0: It's not a breakdown. I said, who's the worst team in the Big Ten East? That's what this game's going to tell us. Maybe the worst team in the Big Ten, the loser of this game and or Purdue. I got Indiana minus four because they play a little bit of defense.
1: All right, let's get to that Purdue-Northwestern game. That's a noon kickoff Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. Northwestern is a three-point underdog at home. Like, this is like the easiest pick of the week. Northwestern wins this thing, man. Like, they are riding high. Coach just got the full-time gig. You know, I I think um, Purdue has been one of the most disappointing teams in college football this year, not just in the Big Ten, sitting at 3-7, and no hopes of a bowl game in Ryan Walter's first year. The offense hasn't been as good as it was a year ago. The defense hasn't improved like you'd like it to. I like Northwestern in this game, and I think they score some touchdowns through the air.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I got Northwestern winning. They become bowl eligible at six and five. I got them beating Illinois next week. This is going to be, if I'm right, a seven-win Northwestern team. And so, to me, my finalists for Coach of the Year candidates in the Big Ten are David Braun and Ryan Day. And it's very yeah. simple. If Ryan Day wins the Big Ten, means he beat Michigan. Okay, he's the Coach of the Year in the Big Ten with all the the top ten teams they've beaten. If not, I'm going to go with David Braun and Ryan Day a close number two.
1: I hope Jim Harbaugh wins Coach of the Year. Uh, let's get to it's Illinois. Never... <laughs> let's get to Illinois. Say, <laughs> let's get to Illinois and Iowa. Suspended for the first three. I love that said that. <laughs> Sits out a couple at the end. They win the Big Ten. Give it to him. Uh, Kirk Ferentz should be in that conversation too. Man, they're eight and two, and that's where we go next. Iowa plays host to Illinois at 2:30 on FS1. Iowa's only a three-point favorite in this game against Illinois. I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of running of the football with. Lamont and Ference and their sort of M.O.s. The big uglies are going to get some work up front. Um, were you ever – were you considered a big ugly because you were a defensive end or is that just relegated to offensive linemen and interior defensive players? See, defensive
0: linemen are athletic. So, offensive linemen, they're the big uglies, just to be clear. Okay,
1: thank you. I appreciate the clarification. I'm taking yeah. Iowa big in this game, man, like last week. I think they do something similar big? to Illinois.
0: Yeah, big? I mean – I Yeah, so they, they won by
1: 20 20- – they won by 22 last week, so I think that they do something similar to Illinois this week.
0: So I'll repeat what I said earlier. I think Iowa ends up nine and three, which means they go one and one down the stretch. A lot of that's due to Cooper DeJean being out. I have them beaten Illinois. OK. Uh, I, I think this is one of the most disappointing teams in America this year is Illinois with all the expectations that people had coming in, building under year two under Brett Bieleman. They're not any better they're not as good as they were a year ago. So I have Iowa winning this. And that's pretty much, and I actually have Illinois ended up five and seven this year
1: as well, just to throw that out. Same up. thing, missing bowl games. All right, Ohio State hosts Minnesota, 27 and a half point spread here. Ohio State is going to eat, man. Like they're going to eat in the first quarter. They're going to eat in the second quarter. They're going to eat in the third quarter. They're going to eat in the fourth quarter. Big day for McCord. I think he gets over. Uh, I think he gets over the 3,000 yard mark in this game. That means he throws for 300 plus yards against Minnesota. Big day. For Marvin Harrison Jr., I think he gets to 15 touchdowns, and that means he gets three in this game against Minnesota and continues to vault up. You know, his odds for the Heisman we were talking about earlier were like plus 1,200 a week ago after last week's performance. He cut those odds in half. But I'm taking the Ohio State big over the school I went to in Minnesota.
0: So if Kyle McCord has a big last couple of games and then the Big Ten championship game, especially Michigan, he's going to be on the national stage. I mean, I don't I don't realistically think he's gonna make the trip to New York, but you never know. Okay. So, first of all, Minnesota's five and five. They yep. might beat Wisconsin their last game, but even if they don't, let's say they're six and six, five and seven. And we commented on this the last show. You guys are idiots in Minnesota if you want to get rid of PJ Fleck. I'm Crazy, just gonna throw man. that out there Crazy. one more time. Okay. I do have a slight concern because Ohio State's had a lot of big games this year, eventually, and they've had plenty of times where they haven't looked great. But they may have a letdown with the look-ahead game going to Michigan. And who knows, maybe Minnesota keeps this interesting. But that's not what I'm going to predict. I got Ohio State covering the 27.5-point spread, winning by four TDs. And here's my question for you. What if Ohio State loses to Michigan, and then there's craziness in the other conferences? Could Ohio State once again get into the CFP, one loss, no conference title?
1: Nope, not this year, man. I don't think so. I think they give it to Texas uh as a one loss team
0: you're probably right yeah i agree
1: because yeah, that went over alabama that's why uh so, finally hold on. nebraska hold finally on. Ne- no. what
0: dude there's a buzz growing about people trying to get alabama in over texas just so you're aware of that we can talk about that in the future but just so you're not blindsided if i bring that up again
1: nebraska and wisconsin is the final game on nbc at 7:30 eastern On Saturday night, Wisconsin's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know why. I'm taking Nebraska to win this game. They don't turn the football over, and I think they get the dub. Okay, I agree with you.
0: I don't know why. I would love to agree with you. They don't turn the football over. Uh, I hope that's true. So, Wisconsin, oh, man, I have no idea. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be bad offense on both parts. I think one team has quit. I think one team's going to give the ball back to them every time they quit. I don't know what's going to happen other than it's going to be low-scoring, ugly, and I do have Nebraska winning only because I think Wisconsin may, and I hope I'm wrong, may have already quit on a season.
1: So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably a good point. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the off season for Wisconsin and what they do in the transfer portal, try to get more guys that work for Luke Fickle. All right, we ran through all those games. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson C Company, former NFL uh, defensive end Adam Carricker, not a big ugly I am Jeff Turn. Uh, real quick, man. So I got we got like two minutes left in the show, and I texted this to you because I thought it was really interesting. When we talk about the buyouts in college football right now, 146 million in buyouts owed to fired power power five football coaches since 2022. Seventy half of that is Jimbo Fisher. But there was another article that I read that said if more money starts to go to the players, whether it's paying players, nil money the boosters funneling money to the players via NIL versus investing in the university's coaches? Will we see a, a different structure for uh, contracts new, moving forward? And I think the answer is yes. And I also heard the AD at Texas A&M say, we will no longer just hand out these monster contracts. We're going to have incentive-based contracts with a 12-team playoff. If you make the playoffs, it's one level. If you make the second, if second round, it's another level, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think you can do that with all coaches, top five. Maybe top 10 coaches won't go for that. Their agents won't allow it. But the rest of them, I think, will. And so I think the Jimbo Fisher firing may be the first step in a complete change in how contracts are done for, for the non-top 10 coaches in college football.
0: Dude, think about this. And you mentioned it. Jimbo Fisher is being paid $76 million. Okay, that's $26,000 a day over the next eight years to not coach Texas A&M. As far as these contracts, real quick, let's be real. The head coach at a major university, not the governor, not the senators, the head coach at a major university is the most powerful guy in the state because that is going to dictate how the entire program runs. And that dictates people coming to your school, not going to your school, not millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that you're gonna make or not make. It's just how it works. That's why these contracts are so ludicrous. To your question, I do think the contracts will be altered just a smidge outside of the top five, ten coaches. I actually agree with you on everything you said because players are going to want to be paid more. Now, let's be honest. These universities have money coming out the money coming out the wazoo. They got enough, but I don't think it's going to be quite as much due to the Jimbo Fisher contract and more of that money is going to go to the players. And like you said, we actually agree on this. Outside the top five, 10 coaches in America, contracts would be more incentive-based for coaches going forward. But that's why it's been the way it is to this point so far. As dumb
1: as some of these decisions have been with the contracts, that's why it is the way it's been. Absolutely, man. This was the Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company. For your healthy hybrid advantage, check out our friends at jacobsonseed.com. He's the almost famous Adam character I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Thanks for hanging out on the Big Ten Show.